What's up, buddies? My name's Ty Richardson. This is the Morning Fast Break. Coming up, going to talk NBA Finals. 2-0 is the series lead for the Warriors. Can the Cavs get a win tonight? I think they do. We'll see what happens. But we got to touch on a couple things that have happened thus far. Let's go. James releases down the other eight, catches it in traffic, falls down. He's upset there should have been a foul call. The crowd reacting while the officials to tee him up. They gave Ty Lewitt Wow. There certainly was a lot of contact. Game three tonight. Eight o'clock on ABC. Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, and Doris Burke on the call like they have been. Cavs underdogs. Four and a half underdogs to be exact tonight. In their home arena where they have been spectacular. Where they have not lost since mid-April. Glad you can be joining me this morning. I don't often defend LeBron James. I have no problem telling you that I am a monster Michael Jordan fan. There's not any LeBron James posters in my room. I do have a LeBron James jersey, but that's because it was $2 at Goodwill, and it was Miami Heat jersey, and I think it's going to be worth a lot of money someday, so I'm going to hold on to it. That being said, I do have two Michael Jordan posters in my room, three Michael Jordan books in my cubby. I'm finished in There Is No Next by Sam Smith, which who is a longtime Chicago Bulls writer that wrote a couple books on Michael Jordan. I'm about three-fourths of the way done with it. I've watched a ton of Michael Jordan highlights, ton of clips, all that jazz. I was four years old, or excuse me, three years old when he won his final championship, so I didn't get to see him in his prime full games and I wish that's something I could have done let's circle back we always talk about how Chris Ball is one of the unluckiest players in our generation in NBA history just with the injuries he's dealt with with Blake Griffin with certain players not coming up I mean he gets injured and misses game six and seven in the rocket series and they might have win they might have won that series if he was playing the way they were playing Unfortunately, we'll never know because he gets injured and the Rockets end up losing games six and seven and go on to lose the Western Conference Final. Heck of a fight they put up. It just wasn't enough to beat the Golden State Warriors. With LeBron James, I want to just look at the course of his career. You look at where what roster he had to deal with early days in Cleveland. His general manager, Dan Gilbert, I mean, they just didn't give him anything. And there was a reason he would lose to Boston, he would lose to Orlando, he would get swept by the Spurs in the finals in 2007, because there wasn't enough talent around him, period. That's why he ended up joining the Miami Heat, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, they won a couple ships, he comes home, wins Cleveland his first. Now he is entering his ninth finals, his eight straight finals, and there's a lot of conversation going on, what does he have to do to get past Michael Jordan? Some speculate he has to go to 12 finals. Some speculate he needs to win six. There's a lot, and the thing about this is it's all subjective. It's not objective. You can't pinpoint the exact number of wins, the exact number of points, the exact number of championships it will take for people to assume that he's the best player of all time. Right now, I have him at number two. He has just gotten unlucky over the course of his career. Look at the Kyrie Irving injury. Look at the Kevin Love injury. Look at his old team with the Cavs. And I know he was young and he's not as talented as he is now. But if he had a better team around him, he was almost drafted by the Pistons. Think about that. There was a sequence. Bill Simmons always does a really good job with this. There was a sequence at one point where he either the Pistons almost got that draft pick or they almost traded for it or something of that nature. 
Can you imagine him on the Pistons? That team would have won multiple championships with him if he would have been drafted in 2003. That would have been incredible. Absolutely unbelievable. He was so good, even in his young days, entering the NBA. And there's always that, can this kid take his mantle that he owned in high school or college? Can he take it over? And LeBron James, the answer for him, is a clear and concise yes. He's been unbelievable. But he's dealt with a number of things that have affected him over the course of his career. Not necessarily injuries, but if you look at over over his career, he's never had a great coach. Eric Spolstra, average. Mike Brown, I'll give Spolstra slightly above average. Mike Brown, average. Ty Lue, I'll give him slightly above average. He did help win a championship. But he hasn't been too, uh, tutored under Popovich, uh, Phil Jackson. I, I, I'd even venture to say a guy like Rick Carlisle could take him to heights that he's not seen now. Larry Bird, I know that's early, but I'm just there's, I'm just throwing that out there now. He he's never had a great coach, which is I just feel bad for him. And if you look at this series, we'll, we'll keep getting the unlucky point. This is one of the more poorly officiated series I've seen in quite some time, especially in the caliber and the magnitude of this series, the NBA Finals. I don't know what Kenny Mauer's doing in that first game. Or reading over the rules again, we're understanding it. I think that was a charge. I think the comparison that, oh, there's no way that would have been overturned on Michael Jordan. I think it's a very fair comparison. And I don't often give way to Michael-LeBron comparisons when, oh, Michael would have gotten that. Might No, I, I completely agree with that stance that Michael, there is no chance that that would have been overturned on Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Absolutely no chance. I don't see that at all. Yeah, LeBron James gets it overturned. Kevin Durant hits free throws. I mean, that is just, that was an atrocious call. I don't know. Did they have free throws at that sequence? Is either hit the free throws or Stefan ended up in that and one. I can't remember. But, I mean, LeBron had, he came back and then did his double clutch. And then I believe Steph hit that and one, um, which was just an incredible move. We'll get to Steph Curry and Kevin Durant in a sec. But and then you have George Hill miss the free throws and J.R. Smith one of the biggest blunders in playoff history. I've mentioned Magic Johnson doing his thing, Isaiah Thomas choking Game Five, nineteen eighty-seven. I mean, there's been times that's happened. But if you're Tyloo, you got to get and LeBron said when he hits it, overtime's like forget about it, we got to go. But he just kind of let him go. And you and most of you all have seen the footage of LeBron asking, "Do we have a timeout?" And he just. It was over after that because you could tell his body language, his hands on his head, and it's just like, oh man, we we just lost that game, which is a bummer. But you got to be better down the stretch in that, and that's asking a lot for the sequence that just happened. But you have to. But the officiating, also in game two, the when I don't know if it was Kevin Love or Jeff Green that threw that long ball, but you clearly see LeBron James get tripped by Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, like clearly. And I'll admit, LeBron James complains about more calls more often than not. I have noticed that uh, over the course of his career, and I think a lot of people give him the rep, the rep of being a baby at times, which he is at times, but stars often get more calls than, no, stars always get more calls than regular NBA players. That's just how it goes. And so it's understandable that that's the mold he's in, but that was an atrocious call at the end of that game, not the end of the game. That was an atrocious call during the game. And I go back, there's, I mean, there's been 
bad calls go back to the the Seahawks and Packers that overtime game where I can't remember what Packer player intercepted the ball, but it was clearly an interception, and they ended up giving the Seattle touchdown. And Russell Wilson's like, jump in, Pete Carroll, and they know there's no way we won that game. Go back to Arkansas, 2009 against Florida. Awful. Absolutely awful. Game on the road. They really, you know, the SEC wanted Florida and Alabama to match up for a consecutive SEC championship. Florida being number one at the time, Alabama being number two. And they wanted that game. If Arkansas would have beat them, that would have been in jeopardy. Instead, you remember the Tim Tebow, it was either third and one or second and one, and he was like a yard or two short. They gave him the first down. The Deontay Thompson throw where it's like five yards short. I think Ramon Broadway is on the coverage and Tim Tebow, and they get a flag, and Thompson's like jumping up and down celebrating. It was an atrocious call. And then the personal foul call on Malcolm Shepard, which was one of the biggest blunders from a ref in SEC football history where he's about to get blocked and Shepard hits him back and they call a personal foul. Awful. Absolutely awful. So that that kind of reminded me because there was just there's been several terrible calls in this series. I'm again, I want to stress this. I'm not a LeBron James fan. I don't often come to his defense, but if you've watched this series and you think it's been good officiating for the Cavs or even officiating or quality officiating down the stretch you're kidding yourself. You're absolutely kidding yourself. And so when you're already less talented, which the Cavs are, when you're already behind the eight ball, which the Cavs are, you need all the help you can get. That's why it's so frustrating when I watch college games, professional games, whatever it may be, when the better team gets calls. Because the lesser team's already at a disadvantage. When you give them the better team to whistle, then the lesser team's pretty much done. And the Cavs were almost able to win game one in spite of poor officiating down the stretch. George Hill's got to make a free throw. J.R. Smith either has to pass the ball or run or get up a shot. And you just have to have the wherewithal to know the score in that situation. And I'm not going to lie. There was a game, it's my last game at Leroy Christian. And again, I'm not a professional. I was playing junior varsity at the time as a junior. Remember, I was not good in high school. Biggest One of the biggest regrets is I just didn't put in enough effort outside of normal practice time because I was a good shooter. I felt like I could do something else. I, but that's beside. So Coach Killam, who's my coach at the time, calls a play that we run all the time, and I ran it to the wrong side. The ball ended up getting stolen and an and one on the other end. So it was 100% my fault. We had a chance to win the game, and Coach Killam called the play for me, and I, I absolutely botched it. And so I know that certain situations, certain pressure, that's me playing a JV game against our rival Hot Springs, who torched us earlier in the season. I had pressure and I failed, and I get that. And failure happens in life. But you just have to know the score in that situation, J.R. Smith. There's no excuse for getting paid the millions of dollars you're getting paid and to not have just the, the common sense to look up at the scoreboard before the shot's taken. You just got to think about that. So LeBron James is unlucky. We'll get back to that. He's just been unlucky. It doesn't get talked about enough that he's had some unlucky hits over his career. And again, he has never been injured for a long period of time or anything. Never really been injured. He's just a machine. And that he's he's lucky for. But other parts, other stuff he's had to suffer through his career, not so lucky. So it looks like Steph Curry's going to win the finals MVP this year. Add that to his trophy case. There's been arguments now he's going to win three championships out of four. That he's heading towards being one of the best point guards of all time. 
I said, I talked with Chandler Carson. This is when we did a show called Intermission back in college that I thought he was heading towards the best college point, or excuse me, the best pro point guard of all time. That's what I thought he was heading towards. I thought he was that good. And he is so far doing exactly what I expected him to do. I don't know if he's going to go down as the best point guard of all time by many because as great as a passer as he is, as great as a point guard he is, he's such a good shooter that even though his position is technically a point guard, people are going to think he's a shooting guard. And this whole team, I mean, there's so many good pieces about this team. You have Steph Curry doing what he did, just the the humbleness of an MVP calling, petitioning Kevin Durant, hey, we want you to play with us. Same with Klay Thompson who's one of the best shooting guards, top two, top three shooting guards in the NBA, depending on how you look at it. I can't, I don't know if it was Whitlock. I, I, it might have been Jason Whitlock, FS1, said he would be Reggie Miller if he played on his own team. Which I don't know if that's a good characterization or a bad characterization. Anytime you're mentioned with the second best all-time three-point field goals made, I think that's a good mention. Even though Reggie only made to one final, I believe, yeah, only one finals, I believe, is what he made. So I think that that whole characterization's pretty, it's pretty solid. There's just so much talent on this team, and just the humbleness and just the, the chemistry of this team. And Festus Azili was on Cal, Colin Cowherd talking about this. These guys know how to play basketball. Draymond Green is the glue to that team, Steph Curry is the heart. Draymond's the the glue slash heart and soul, but Steph is what the is the cog that makes the engine run. Kevin Durant's the better player, but Steph's the whole key to that Warriors team because he can shoot it off the dribble. He he is he changes the game when he enters and Oracle gets bumped. But that's cool. And I just another thing I want to mention, going back to LeBron James, is as good as Steph Curry is, as good as Kevin Durant is, if they switch roles with the LeBron right now. This series would be over. And I think this series is over, but there's some that think this series is not over just because of LeBron James being on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And he's clearly the best player in the NBA. I just I don't know how you can watch this series and still think he's not the best player in the NBA. Kevin Durant disappeared in the fourth quarter of the game one. Their statistics haven't measured up to LeBron James. And I know LeBron James didn't have as good as a game in game two, but he still goes 10 for 20 for 29 points and has 13 rebounds. And 13 assists and 9 rebounds. That's a bad game for LeBron James. As crazy as it is. 50% from the, from the field, 13 assists and 9 rebounds is a bad game for LeBron James compared to what he did in the first game. I just don't like when people say that LeBron's not the best player in the NBA. I don't get how you can watch this game and think he's not the best player in the NBA. Watch his finals. And I think he's going to come out roaring tonight. I picked the Cavs to win the only game that I think they're going to win in the series. I think they get it done tonight. I picked five games. I think Warriors close out the final two. One in Cleveland and then one at home. And it's just a shame. Because game one, this is the last one I want to get to. Game one, we saw a chance at greatness. We saw a chance that Michael Jordan, I don't know if he could have done it, but he never got to do it and beat a super team. And LeBron James had... Such a good chance. And then again, this does not fall on him because George Hill misses those free throws and Jared Smith doesn't get him at the ball at the end of the game. He had a chance to go up 1-0, steal home court advantage on one of the greatest NBA teams of all time. 
and he wasn't able to do it because of his teammates. And we, unfortunately, as fans, missed out on what could have been greatness that even Michael Jordan never got to accomplish, which is just a shame. Again, game three tonight in Cleveland. Cavs are underdogs by four and a half. We'll see what LeBron James and company can bring to the table tonight. Former high-flying sensation Dominique Wilkins once said, you're only as good as your team. Talk to you tomorrow.